Hey everybody, Jesse here from Flyers Alley. I want to talk to you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor in the Alley. You guys should too. and welcome to Flyers Alley. I am your host, Jesse Bell. With me in the alley as always, Jake Long. What's going on, brother? What's going on? Happy Saturday. Yeah, right. Get ready to watch the Irish in a little while. Yes, sir. Hopefully uh, they don't give us another scare this week. Yeah, Penn State better do something. I like, <laughs> I like, I like what they're doing this year. Oh, yes. uh, Wade, what's going on, man? I know you just got back from what your COVID test. You came back in time. You good to go? Yeah, just in time with the Chick Fil A. You know, with the Chick Fil A. I heard Wade got the anal swab. Of course. That's. I thought that was the only way to take it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's why. That's why I did it to him anyway. <laughs> oh wow! There we go. And uh, this week. Special guest from Talking 215 Podcast and writer for our friends over at Flyers Nitty Gritty. Welcome to the alley, Frankie James. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Good, man. Guys, thank you so much for having me be a part of this. I've uh, been uh, watching you guys now for a little bit. And finally, finally, good to have an opportunity to be on here with you, gentlemen. Yeah, it's it's good to have you on. I'm, I'm glad to see I'm looking forward to seeing what we got here. Uh, Sam Weismer says, what the fuck did I come into? She must uh, have popped shut. in during the have, swap. This is gonna kind of be like a mini, a mini, uh, a mini Frank Bialowicz episode. So no holds barred, <laughs> no holds barred. Um, awesome. So welcome, Frankie. I uh, can't wait to get into some of these things, especially our last thing. That's gonna be real interesting. Before yeah. we get into that, I want to give you guys a little round of applause. Thank you guys for showing up today. Um, Let's get into some uh, ad reads, some uh, promos. We got uh, Old City Sports Network and Flyers Alley is sponsored by Bodycheck Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com. Enter promo code OCS for 25% off your hemp-derived CBD needs. Also, we're sponsored by Kenwood Beer. Visit www.kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to find a distributor near you. They sell out all the time. I can't stress that enough. They're always selling out. If you're in Delco, the limit goes from, oh, what did I say, Aston to King of Prussia. So call ahead of time. Use the Kenny Tracker. Get your beer flow going, bro. Also, beer flow? <laughs> oh, yeah. also, this week, I do want to exp- uh, push our buddy uh by Allowis. Frank has a company, you know, by Allowis Concrete Construction. If uh, anybody was affected by the uh, tornado in New Jersey, Delaware, PA, go to www.byallowisconcrete.com. Use our buddy Frank the Animals Company. He's great. 
Uh, people can vouch for it. Cote can vouch for it. I was going to get something done. I ended up not because I was kind of afraid to ask him and be a fanboy. So, um, yeah, do that. Let's get into it here. Maybe I'll throw this up for you. We'll throw this up for you. There's Talking 215. There you go. Talking 215's podcast. Tell us a little bit about that before we start, you know, the whatever we're going to end up doing here. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my good friend, my good friend Jake Biasato, he was the original founder of Talking 205, which was formerly known as Hit em Low, Hit em High podcast. And he started making a transition to covering 4 for 4 sports instead of the Eagles. Um, I kind of heard about him because he was live on WIP, and he was kind of talking about some stuff on there. Followed him out, asked me to come on and be a guest, talk Flyers hockey, and kept going as a guest, had some good interviews. He was always so appreciative of it. So when he originally asked me to come on as a, a, a consultant, to come on every now and then, I said, Jake, I'll come on full-time as a co-host, and we're going to take it to the promised land. And we've done pretty well in the last nine, ten weeks I've been officially with him. That's great. You know, covering four, four sports and then also doing the fire stuff that I do, it's kind of a full circle being able to cover Philadelphia sports. Um, I couldn't be more happy to be a part of that, and I couldn't be more happy to be a part of uh, today with you guys. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, well, now that, now that we're on the talk of uh... – uh, talk of 215. Why don't you tell everybody about the event that's happening next Saturday? I, I believe Jake is going to try his best to get down there with some Kenwood beer. Um, yeah, give us a little, uh, a little read. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And uh, thank you guys for your um, generous donation, so to speak, for some uh, delicious Kenwood beer. I can't wait to uh, have some of that. So this Saturday coming up the 25th, uh, it's um, a little – thing that I've been working on for a couple months now. We were at the Phillies game, Jake and I, in the suite, and we ever heard this gentleman just talking about his business in a bar in Fishtown, Old Philadelphia Bar, and how they're only open two days a week because they cannot get workers to come in. Wow. Uh, nobody wants to go back to work, um, which we're seeing a lot of nowadays. So I look at Jake, and I'm like, there's something we can do. So he came up, MMA came up with the idea of kind of doing a big broadcast for other podcasts, four podcasts, Everybody gets their own segment. If you're not doing the show, you're guest bartending, you're helping out with raffles, you're mingling with the crowd. And every 45 minutes, we do the switch. And until everybody is completed, um, we, we go from there. Uh, tons of great raffles. Everything is being donated back to the bar. And we're also going to have on-the-spot interviews for servicing and bartending and cooking and whatever else we could do to get this bar open a little bit more. Um this is something I'm extremely proud of. I do a lot of charity stuff. Um, a little bit of fame that I might have in this town, if I could give it back in a positive way. I mean, right. I'll do it for anybody. Um, so really, really excited about this event coming up. Uh, hopefully, you know, see some people down there. we got some good things coming up uh, on that day. Yeah, and like I said, um, I have a wedding that day. I would absolutely be there. Um, that may be a good thing or a bad thing. So um, I'm going to send Jake, if possible. Um, we'll have maybe some koozies, Jake. We just got our koozie shipment in. Um, so we got some merch up. We'll bring some chem wood down there. Um, yeah, it sounds like it'll be a good time. I'm really interested in the ones that we're going to do in the fall. Fall's my time of the year. If, if you can achieve pissing me off during the season of fall, you are a straight asshole. So like, <laughs> um, good things are going to come. So, um, we got, got some comments going on. We got Will Lynn. What's going on, buddy? Keep it, keep it up, guys. OCS is killing the Flyers Alley is the go-to when it comes to talking Flyers hockey. I appreciate it. And we got oh, oh 
OG Frank Molusky from Flyers Alley's original crew. Let's go, Flyers. Thanks for coming out. All right. Let's, uh, I didn't get to use this. Oh, my fucking shit's turned down. What a dick. All right. <laughs> Had to use that for body check. I forgot to do that. All right. So let's get into some talks here. I would like to, um, Give our condolences at Old City Sports Network. Rest in peace, Lou Agati, first Flyers franchise captain from 1967 to 1968. He had 12 goals, 37 assists, and 49 points for one season with the Flyers. His career also included uh, Toronto, St. Michael's, Michigan Tech, Kisser and Waterloo Tigers, Rochester Americans, New York Rangers, St. Louis Braves, Chicago Blackhawks, Pittsburgh Penguins, St. Louis Blues, and Chicago Bulls. And was also a head coach for the St. Louis Blues, New Brunswick Hawks, Austin Mavericks, Erie Blades, Baltimore Skipjacks. I don't know what that is. And the Pittsburgh Penguins. Maybe uh, I got some. I think I got him here. There he is. There he is. Guy was that's all a, over the place. It's a nice looking jersey, though. I feel. Like. Stick it it's sure. the first jersey ever. It's the first jersey ever for Flyers. He's the, first, up he's the first he's first captain ever, right? So yeah, oh, we got some more first comments time. down down here. There we go. Uh, oh yeah, okay, Frank. Get down there. And we got Sam from Phantoms of the Spectrum. Nice jersey. Yeah, my Yandel jersey finally came in. Yeah, finally came in. Well, let me see. Let's see that jersey there, Jesse. Uh, I can see. I can see the top well, of it. What we got on? A little bad boy here. I'm not going to turn around. I'll I'll fall. I think I'll fall. Yeah, it's a little Yansky. Yeah, I had to get Yandel. There we go. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into this shit here. All right. Let's get a little bit. Now. Frankie, you know a little bit about this. Uh, us at Flyers Alley and Old City Sports Network. I guess it really only works for Flyers Alley. We are, we now have our credentials to uh, be media in the, for the Flyers organization. So can you just give us a little bit on, on what that entails? I, I know a little bit. I've been talking about it for the past since it happened. Maybe let everybody know what's going to be happening here in the alley. Yeah, um, well, we're off the bat. Congratulations uh, to you, Jesse. I remember when we were chit-chatting uh, that morning and you had talked about it. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm supposed to hear in February, and I think maybe about 67 minutes later, <laughs> you had gotten credentialized uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers. Congratulations to you, your whole team. Get down there. Um, being a part of the sports media and then watching the game as a fan, it's, it's so different. On multiple reasons. One, for one reason, we don't cheer too much up there. Uh, you know, there's that old fanboy aspect. So you get me a couple times where I'll throw one of these. Um, right. Um, and it's like being part of the big dance. I mean, you're up there now. I mean, you got and you guys should be up there. I mean, I've been watching your show now for a little while. You are, the Flowers Alley is one crew that deserves to be up there. I mean, you see a couple people up there. Like, you know, what do you do? You're showing up in a Flyers jersey up here, pal. Get the hell out. Um, <laughs> You, your team and you definitely deserve to be up there. So now I'll go in a little bit about what, you know, what it entails. Coming through the old media entrance, you know, with the big boys. I, got, I remember when, my first time I went in there, uh, mask on, of course. Introduced myself, Flyers City Gritty, Frankie James. I turn around behind me, the gentleman, a little shorter than me, comes in. I look, I double take. I'm like, oh, I, it's fucking Danny Briere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, 
anybody that knows me, Danny Breer is my uh, favorite uh, hockey player, probably well, one of them for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're working with Danny Breer. We're working with uh, – it's pretty unreal. Um, go upstairs, get yourself something to eat, on the house, um, yeah, right. whatever. They'll cook right there for you. And then they'll give you a piece of paper with where your name would be, where your team's from, Flyers Alley. You'll have a seat. Um, that's set up, the whole thing. The view is fantastic, and I'll make sure I get a picture of the view that where we sat uh, last year when when fans started coming to the building. We were in Revolution Row, fireplaces, couches. I mean, the view uh, for a writing aspect and really when dissecting the team, you see it all. You can really break down plays a different way than you would sitting um, behind the goaltender where, uh, you know, your good friend, our good friend Samantha sits for the Phantoms. Um, so the, the view is fantastic. I mean, you're part of the you're part of the dance. I mean, you're going to be there. You can, it's unbelievable. And like I said, I couldn't be more happier for you and your team. Yeah, I appreciate it. I uh, I was talking to Jamie last night, and you know he's kind of, you know, you know how his service is. So our conversation has gone on for about three days. Um, <laughs> it gets to sleep, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um, he was he's telling me he's basically saying, you know, if you guys weren't, you know, if you guys didn't deserve to be there, you wouldn't be there, and this. Nice words coming all, all around. And it's good to, you know, me, me. I'm the only original member left. You know, Wade was, uh, was you know, round two. And, you know, just coming from the beginning of what it's been like, it's been an absolute fucking roller coaster. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be cool. It's when I'm not there, it'll it'll be Jake, you know. It'll be, you know, Frankie's name's on there too. Sam's name's on there. We've talked about some things. Wade's name's on there, but he's always in his hole, so he won't be up there. <laughs> I we'll think get him out of there. Yeah, we'll get him out of the hole. Is the 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 uh, halftime? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure this is gonna entice me to get it, getting out. Oh, you definitely yeah. want to come, man. And no, uh, no. You know, we'll, we'll try and schedule some games. Um, you know, I'll be there. We'll be having the gritty, which we'll get you out there. We'll be half of Flowers Alley. Show show you the ropes. Um, you know, it's, it's, we'll definitely want to get down there once, man. It's an experience when you go in there the first time. You're sitting there, and you got you know Sam Corcini a couple seats away, and then Jordan Hall. Uh, that might not be a good idea. And we see us then Well, you know, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe not. It's but, a different um, game now. It's a different, different game. game I, was, man. I was just telling Jake right before we got on. I said, "Yeah, we got a, you know, we got a, we got a pretty gritty show here as it is, but now we gotta gotta tighten it up a little it's, bit." And it's know? so true because you are officially part. Of the sports media world, I mean, you guys are in it. You know, image is outside image is pretty cool now because people will recognize, people will see more of your stuff because, like, I can't can't go out to the bar now and start dancing on the bar like I used to. Uh, people, hey, that's the guy from Nitty Gritty. How's one with him? Tell him to put his clothes back on. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no more of those days, man. Luckily, it's a good lesson for me because now, now I, I'll know next time not to get my clothes off and dance on the bar. So. He gets naked. Watch this guy. Um, hey, that's actually good for me and Wade. You know, me and Wade were we were little troublemakers back in the day. Now we're we're buckled down, so it's just nice to know. Yeah. Yep. Back in the day, but, like, uh, like hours ago, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Me, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, yeah. Sam from uh, Phantom says, I found the most help from fellow media people. I'm not going to even Tony and the Rockets. And the Yeah, there we go. Especially helped me so much last season. Yeah, and I'm, I'm well, I, you know, I touched base with, with uh, Jordan Hall. I touched base with uh, Chris Terrian. You know, I, 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 have touched base with uh Kote. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch base with Bialis and be like, yeah, you wanna go with me? So I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll see what we'll see what we'll see what happens. But uh 
Man, if I wasn't working, I'd be wearing a gritty costume. All right, Frank. Buckle it down, buddy. Brad, Brad, Buck, oh, he was he was he was the old old school flyers alley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be great. It's definitely it's it's like what happened when I moved into my new house. Uh, I definitely walked in and was like, I don't think I deserve this house. It's so nice because I'm just like a grunt from uh you know Delco. You but wait. you know this time this this is huge. Like this is big. So like it's kind of not believable. You know, it's just the next step. You know, us us at OCS need to kind of figure out what the next step's gonna be. But you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for us. I'm excited for the network and. You know, we've been working our asses off. I don't want to toot our own horn, but it's so hard not to though, because it's something to be so proud of. And I, like I told you when I spoke to you um, when you got them a little later on, I kind of before we hung up the phone, I said, "Listen, I want to say something to you." And you know, it's really awesome that you guys got this. And I saw your posts when you were starting to talk about it, and reading your posts, and if it's anything like you do any writing, the excitement that I can see and how excited you are for you and your team, you should be. You really should be because it's. Walking through those media doors and not having to wait in line with the old goons out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? a, beer, a beer in the treasure pocket, a beer in hand, you know, waiting outside, you're going through the media room. I mean, it's it's a different feel for sure. Like even me, I'm like, I'm just a degenerate from Northeast Philadelphia. I got no business being here with these people. Right. right? That's, that's where I'm at, man. We know yeah. the sport. We love the sport. We respect the sport. And now we're going to be dissecting the sport on a different level. Um, you guys, damn right, you guys should be there. And uh, I'm proud of you guys. I appreciate that. Whatever. Yeah. um but yeah so we got credentials that's gonna be cool waiting to see what uh preseason game and uh practice i'm gonna go to just to report back maybe we could get these two on on a show and then i could be there doing so i don't know that uh, the the doors the doors are open at this point it's great i don't want to talk too much about us (laughs) you know but that was that that, was it's our show but you know (laughs) fuck it right so uh let's get into some of uh we got we i got one topic before um we get into Frankie's hot takes. I want to, you know, little. Yeah, so yesterday the national broadcast schedule came out and the Flyers have 13 total games between um, TNT, ESPN+, Plus, Hulu, and ABC. I have them here. We got Wednesday, October 20th versus the Bruins at 7.30. That will be on TNT. October 27th at the Oilers, 10 p.m. TNT. December 21st, Flyers versus Capitals, 7 p.m. That will be on ESPN Plus, Hulu, also on the same networks. January 6th, Flyers versus Penguins. January 13th, Flyers at Bruins, 7 p.m. on ESPN. March 5th versus the Blackhawks at 3 p.m. That's a Saturday, ABC or ESPN Plus. March 12th, Flyers at Hurricanes. Another Saturday, 3 p.m., ABC, ESPN+. Sunday, March 20th, Flyers, Islanders, 2 p.m., TNT. Flyers at Blues, ESPN+, 8 p.m., that's a Thursday, March 24th. Flyers at Capitals, 7 p.m., ESPN, April 12th. April 13th, Flyers versus Rangers, 7 p.m., TNT. Yeah, we we, we got quite a few, which was surprising. I like it. No Nickelodeon games? What's that? No Nickelodeon games? (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. yet. And Flyers Penguins, Sunday, April 24th, 4 p.m. at TNT. And our final national broadcast game will be April 25th, a Monday, versus the Blackhawks, 8 p.m. on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. 
and that's total in 13. I'm sure these are subject to change depending on kind of how the NFL does. I mean, if teams are crapping and nobody's watching them, they are subject to change them out and swap them for a, you know, a better watchable, more watchable game than what uh, the Flyers could be. But I'm hoping the Flyers get more. I, I, I feel the Flyers will be good this year, so maybe we go up more than 13 national broadcast games, which would be nice. That's more than we've usually had, right? Is that just, that's craziness. Yeah, I mean, I know we've always had a good bit just because NBC Sports Philly and everything and then NBC. But, I mean, is ESPN Plus slash Hulu really nationally televised? Because you have to pay for ESPN Plus. That's that, a question. That's, I was actually curious about that, too. Is that like a streaming yeah, service? Yeah, this? ESPN, ESPN Plus and Hulu. I, oh. I have the package, which is Disney Plus, ESPN, and Hulu. It's like $12, $13 a month, and you get the basic of all three. And I, But – how is that considered nationally broadcasted when it's, you know, you, you're paying for an extra service? I'm looking right now because I'm, I'm watching Temple get, like, pummeled by Boston College. Um, Good. I bet against them. <laughs> dick, dick. Uh, what are you, Evander Kane? Anyway. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I literally listened to John Scott absolutely murder him this morning on, on there. But did you, have you listened to it, Wade? <laughs> Did you Not listen to his a, most recent episode? Oh I, uh, my god! Because his episodes are shorter, so I can uh, I'll backlog like a handful of them. So then when I'm driving uh, throughout hours, the day, yeah, bro. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jake. Um, yeah, uh, actually, no, it, it, I don't think it. I was looking the other day when I, I remember uh, Notre Dame home opener or a season opener. That was the home opener. It was on Peacock, mm-hmm. and. Jake's telling me it's on Peacock. I'm like, what the fuck is Peacock? What the, what the hell is that? They, they put it on Peacock. Like, I don't understand what that is. So, like, there's a lot of streaming things coming out. So, that's a streaming network? Is that what that is? Like, HBO yep. and all that? Yep. Uh, S- Sam agrees with um, – thank you for that, Frankie. Um, with Jake. Uh, I don't remember about what. But, um, Just about how it's, how it's – how is that considered nationally broadcasted? If it's, you know, cable is what you consider nationally broadcast. So, like, yeah. ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC is what I view. ESPN as well. So, I view it as nationally broadcast. But ESPN Plus, I know some cable services are included. But me, I, I, I pay for the extra package just because right. I'm, a, I'm a UFC fan. So, if you don't uh, have ESPN Plus, you know, you, you pretty much came and order a pay-per-view, which – it's just a huge pain. So they're like, you're paying $5 a month, and then you're also paying $120 for two pay-per-views. Right. You, uh, you're a big UFC fan. Are you a uh, Sean Brady fan? I'm a McGregor fan. Oh, well, yeah. There's always Conor, yeah. I, I, yeah. Be, I, love, I love Conor. I don't think it's too much in the UFC, but um, Masvidal was one of, my, one of my guys I love watching. Yeah. Sean Brady is a friend of mine from Philadelphia. We actually did okay. training together. Um. That guy, uh, I'm not sure if you know who he is. He's uh, coming up in UFC. He's got mm-hmm. a couple fights, but his last three fights, he got been canceled because of this a bunch of crap. He's finally going to fight. He's a local kid in uh, Philadelphia. Um, he's fighting in November. Can't remember the exact day. Um, but you keep said it Sean out Brady. Sean Brady, yeah. Uh, yeah, right down. Keep yeah, definitely, on. dude. He's going to be a he's a he's a good friend. and He's a hell of a fighter. Definitely. Oh, yeah. 
Is he now? Damn right he is. Uh, <laughs> well, I played hockey for 18 years. Oh, uh, God. For, was it for Father George? Maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at, you know, when you... When you Where'd you come, come from? <laughs> you, I must have fell from the ceiling. Just hooked on to that. Uh, whatever that is right there. Um, when... Um, when... Um, when you pulled that thing out and you said, uh, oh, look at that. I thought that was like the, the one Mighty Ducks jersey that they have. Oh, like, like the, 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 an, yeah, oh, the animated oh, one? Well, it the, looks the, like the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a Trashers jersey. I was going to get excited uh, for a second. Uh, After that documentary, that's probably worth some money. So we had this jersey of Father Judge one year, like we, um, and then they never brought it back. Uh it was like that alternate jersey for the Flyers, I think, when uh, like Forsberg were here. They had that one – I actually have that Forsberg jersey upstairs. Um, one year, I think they had – they used those jerseys. Um, was it the, ba- the Barons jersey? I don't know. The Maybe. old school, it's kind of like this one, but it's like got the cursive right well, Yeah. Yeah, that's the old that, – that was a tribute to the Philadelphia Barons. Yeah, I have that. I have a Peter Forsberg one. Or, ups- was it the, was it the Barons or was it – not the Barons. Quakers, sorry. Philadelphia yeah. Quakers, yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pop yeah, right, right when COVID started, I ordered a Quakers and a uh, Ramblers jersey from obviously China because you know. But see, uh, see if yeah, they, that way. They never came, so I mean, oh. they may, you know. Oh, maybe. coronavirus. Um, right. Actually, adding on to what Jake was talking about, you know, with uh, I think the NHL going to uh, on TNT now. Has anyone seen like the 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 cast of anchors that they have on there? I was so I was so mad. I was so mad when I heard it was going to be Gretzky. It's Liam McHugh, Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, Paul Bissonette, Kenny Albert, Brendan Burke, Eddie Olchek, Darren Pang, Keith Jones, Jennifer Potterill, Tariq El Basir, and Jackie Redman. I don't know who the last three are, but I know Jackie Redman, of course. But Paul Bissonette. And Rick Tockett, like, are you out of your mind? That's gonna be amazing, dude. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky is out of place at this point. Wayne Gretzky's the face. Yeah, I'm not sure what his personality is. I don't uh, think he's gonna be for very long. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like, (laughs) I would put Eddie Olchek as as the face, dude. Like, I would too. Yeah. uh, Eddie's been around. He's in fucking video games, commentating. So you got you got all these all these. They don't like being called goons, by the way, Frankie. Um, you got all these enforcers. I, um, I'm referring to the goons about the people in the parking lot drinking beers. That was uh, the goons. Yeah, <laughs> you got all these these ex enforcers are like grinding players, and then you got Gretzky sitting there. Like they're gonna be saying shit. He's gonna be like, I just really have no idea what you're talking well, about. Probably, yeah, I remember those guys used to protect me. That's probably yeah, that. right. <laughs> or they used to, that's yeah. probably the only reason why he got the contract for ESPN. He's like, as long as you get my goon squad with me to protect me from the yeah, reporters, protect me on the fucking air. My biggest question is, are they going to bring back the ESPN old NHL song? Wait, da, 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 that's a Monday football. Keep it take. You probably pull that up, uh, uh, just the old ESPN. Um, da, 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 da. No, no, no. We're talking about the uh, – somebody can probably pull it up that way. It's easy to find. It's like ESPN NHL theme song from like back then. It was in uh, the ESPN 2K games too, NHL. Like when they highlighted the puck. Uh, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the, best, it's, it's the best theme. My favorite anyway. Hopefully they bring it back. <laughs> Um, you'll, you'll be able to find it pretty easy. It it's the only one that they ever used. I don't uh, even really know what you're talking about. But well, then clearly you didn't watch ESPN on Hockey Night today. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was watching, you know, the Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> like, spice yeah. one, spice two? <laughs> yeah, like that. All right. 
So yeah, uh, that's cool. I think I got it. Let uh -oh. me take a second. Let me see if I can get uh -oh. it in here. Hold on one second. I got it. I got it too. Which one for us? Oh yeah! Oh. Back. <laughs> that is the best. I'm all pumped up sweat over here. <laughs> Get out of here. That is nice. I like that. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, nice that's back in the day. It's awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they probably won't, though. No, of course not. No, they wouldn't, like do, the, smooth, smooth they wouldn't do the right thing. Smooth jazz. Mm -hmm. Like some smooth porn jazz. Like, <laughs> guys, we're ready for NHL on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real soft spoken. Yeah, real pop up on that one. I don't know. I'm with with, that, uh, with those anchors. Barkley's joints. Joins in because I know uh, apparently he's really good friends with, like Wayne Gretzky and a couple of the other hockey guys, and he's a riot on TNT. Him and I love, Jeff, I love him on TNT. So I, I can only imagine him hopping Snoop on. Dogg would be on there. Super yeah, right? huge fan of uh, hockey. So who he Snoop Dogg? He's yeah. LA Kings, isn't he? Yeah, Snoop yeah. Dogg's got his hand in everything nowadays. Smart man. Smart well, man. He is. He is. All right, moving moving on. Um. Let's do some Frankie's hot takes. I'm gonna turn off. I guess you're just gonna keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, you already did podcasting with a purpose, correct? We're good on that. Unless you mm -hmm. wanna slam that around a little bit more. Whatever you said, um, Okay, so we all did this the past two weeks. The first week, Jake wasn't with us. Me and we did it last week. We did it with uh, Jake, and we all kind of added in again. These type of things change almost every week. You know, you get more analytics, and you get other opinions from other people, other podcasts, and they change your opinion a little bit. Um, we'll go to Frankie James with these, like kind of how we did with uh, Jake last week, but obviously everybody can get in there. Because uh, something tells me that everybody's not going to agree here. So, Frankie James, best offseason move. You know – there was two that were really stuck out to me, and they're really big moves. And I'm going to go this one where I don't know if everybody would say this was the best one, and that was probably the trade of Jake Voracek and Kane Atkinson. Um, and that was because of the reason of, you know, we saw Jake get that big contract and then slowly start slipping down. Um, but they had, his contract was getting paid way too much money. You just, yeah, it was about time to make a move. Now, the best thing about this move is the fact that Columbus retained all of Jake Voracek's contract, so we don't owe him anything. And with right. that being said, we traded away a player. It's been here for a while. He was a good player on a not great team. He wasn't plugged in with the piece that he should have been. Jake Voracek is not a goal scorer, and they tried to make him a goal scorer here. He's never had more than 22 goals. Um, yeah, quote me on that. More than 23 goals in a season. Um, he's not. It was more than a playmaker along with Claude Giroux. You can't have two playmakers on the same line. It just wasn't going to work. So moving him – them take Columbus taking his contract and now bringing in a player of Cam Atkinson who's much better defensively. He can play on the penalty kill, a great penalty killer, and is the shoot first mentality. Um, he is going to be a much better piece now to plug in somewhere where it's needed. So that was probably my best offseason move. What do you guys say? What do you guys say? To me, I think uh, we went defense first. Uh, I think that would be the better pickup of the of the season because our our defense last year was fucking shit, and then the year before yeah. that you saw it slowly dripping down, and then you know the floodgates fucking happened. Yeah, last year. So I'm glad that you picked that up. 
Yeah, yeah you saw what happened when Niskanen got moved, and that was a big piece. But you can't look at it like and say because when he left, it's like the whole team. It was like you the whole team was up because the whole team had to regress so much. So, so my other player that I thought of obviously was the Ryan Ellis move, but I want to go with the Voracek because I think that that was so big because of the money, the financials. Without moving that contract, you, you know, you may have not been able to bring in a couple of the pieces for the future, or poss- hopefully, possibly signing Ristolainen because that is something that's really um, a big move still. They gave up a lot for Risto, and they still hadn't signed him. I mean, he's practically a rental. You gave up goes to clear, clear um, some money of the thirteenth over. Uh, the overall first remember the overall pick, um, a couple other players for what could be a rental, um, which was a little scary in my book. Um, so I guess you could say that. So the next thing I was going to say was worst offseason move. Would that be? Would you? Would you uh, categorize yeah. your worst offseason move being Ristolainen? No, this is a, a a great question because of the fact that I don't think that they made a bad move. Uh, really, I think every one of the moves that Fletcher made, shit. I don't, you know, not to give it was Sam, it was Sam but the A plus, A pluses, but the, every move was really an A plus to me. Um, it, it, was, it was really tough to um to really say what was a bad move or, but the Risto move you gave up a lot. I mean, you gave up like essentially what could possibly bring in a, a Jack Eichel with a few more pieces. I mean, you gave up a lot to bring in someone who's essentially a um a rental, but I do like the move. They, they got a big, strong defenseman. I've said this before. It reminds me of a better uh, Dennis Gauthier, uh, the throwback in the old days. Um, big, big body, can move the puck still a little bit. Uh, I think he'll play real well with Sandheim if that is the pairing. Man, that might be there. I mean, it's hard to say worst offseason move. Um, I mean, I think they got rid of the dollar dog night. I have to recount that. But um, <laughs> I mean, this their move for what they gave up and not signing him within 48 hours. And that was really big on that. You had to get him signed. Uh, and maybe hopefully they do. Um, then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that may have been the, the worst offseason move, so to speak. If you, if you, if no one watches it, and I, I have to intensely advise everybody to go listen to dropping the gloves with john scott especially oh, yeah. for the, if you're from the del or the greater philadelphia area you know they he they're very very blue collar <laughs> he, he tells it how it is uh he had risked he had risked the line and on the show and it was right after he got he got taken he got signed to philly uh or traded to philly and um i don't think he's going anywhere i don't think he's a rental um, the, the, the taste that's been left in his mouth with Buffalo, which is everybody and it, you know, you kind of do, there is a, there is a, a degree of feeling bad for Jack Eichel cause he's literally just left out the dry in Buffalo. But I think there's a little bit more there that is his fault. Um, Risto wanted out like these players, like Sam Reinhardt went to Florida, like, come on, dude, like he's, he's going to kill it. And he killed it with the, with the, with the Sabres. He's going to kill it in, in Florida. These players were so stuck in in uh buffalo like brandon montour you know he he's gonna he's down in florida he finally signed um they had a great team but they just i don't know what they just weren't mixing well and ristolainen definitely expressed his he's here to play and if and if if everybody remembers last year you know he was an absolute fucking nightmare when we were playing against him he was all over our players in front of i believe it was who the fuck was their goalie then uh, it wasn't old Mark then. I forget what his name was, but you know we couldn't get near the net. He was—he's a monster, and everybody forgets that. They just say that his stats are this and that, and you know 
we try to stay away from stats as much as we can, but would it make sense, you know, pay attention to him? He's what we need. He's he's the guy we need. So couldn't agree more. I mean, that feels what we need here. Um, I and I, I I do agree. I think that he will be here. They will eventually sign him, and he will be here for some years down the road. Um, just you know, the initial move of bringing him in, and then on only not signing him within a, a quicker time um, was my worst offseason moves because we hadn't signed him yet. Um, and I do think they and I think they will. Uh, but the moves were great, and this happened to be the uh, worst one, so to speak. So that's kind of where I went um, because it's the fact of uh, you know what you gave up. Wait, what do you got? I I still feel that the contract we gave Sanheim is over overpaying him. I think that's the the worst move. But that's just my opinion. I didn't like the way he played for the past two years. Yes, he's still young, and it does in this league take defensemen to take a few years to to get going. But you're paying him almost six million dollars for a guy that's maybe twenty points. He's not that young anymore. No, twenty six. Yeah. Would you, you would you rather have kept Ghost? Would you rather have kept Ghost? I would rather have kept Myers. I would okay. I would have definitely kept Ghost over Sanheim, but that's me. Uh, me and Jake were both Ghost fans. Yeah, love Ghost. Love. Him. Yeah, yeah. I was a Ghost fan. Actually, I, I, I may have. You know, it's not a bad take. Um, it's actually kind of a good debate. Uh, but man, I think about it. I may actually kind of agree because I think he shoots first on the blue line. He can really fire it in there. Sandheim was more of a conservative like player. You kind of definitely need somebody better than him to play on a line. Um, Ghost can really man a power. You know what? That's a good point, dude. I kind of might – I think I might agree with you. I think I'd rather have kept Ghost than Sandheim. But I think it was a lot of the fact that when Ghost had that big year, when, you know, we scored some goals, and then the sophomore year came, he really focused his game on scoring goals and forgot him as how to play defense. He became a liability on the, on the blue line. It was always like a shoot first, so to speak. Listen, it's great if you have an offensive defenseman, but you can't forget how to play defense and become a liability. Um, if at that point you might as well move them to forward or something, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, That's what I was thinking when they uh, moved Maureen to. Yeah, I don't know why they yeah, did that. Forward. You know? I was always <laughs> saying that if anyone, if anyone, it should be Ghost moving up mm-hmm. to winger. I mean, he can skate. I mean, he's a good skater too. He, he can skate and a good third, fourth line winger that you need to grind and play defense and can score. Yeah. That's why I always thought that's what they were going to do with Ghost. Now that you guys have your credentials, man, maybe you might see someone walk by and be like, yo, can I talk to you for a second? What the yeah, hell? Yeah, right. Throw his ass in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bud. <laughs> yeah, bud. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Jesse from Delco. Come here, bud. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Like, I like that, guy. Jesse from Delco, dude. I don't like, have my, I don't have my wallet. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> I got not carry any cash. Get away from me, <laughs> Jesse from Delco. I'm gonna have to make that happen. I don't know. Dude, dude, that's that's great. Great. Are you kidding me? That's great. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm gonna have to. I don't know. They used to call me the Admiral. I had to get that. My wife. Was the ha- the hammer? What they call you? The Admiral. Yeah, my my <laughs> wife. My wife was getting on me about that, so I was like, "Look, guys, don't fucking call me that anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Eric Moore says, "What's up, gentlemen? Can't wait for the season this year. Go Flyers, yes sir." Um, but yeah, so let's, uh, I'm not I'm not a Ghost fan. Uh, I'm not saying that he's a bad player. Don't don't get me wrong. But when when the when the envelope was sealed, he was just doing the wrong things for the organization. Now everybody was giving Chuck Fletcher shit when the when the 
the uh, <clears throat> everything solidified, and it was basically like, look, like you can't be talking shit to the media. You can't be, you know, talking smack about the organization to the media. You know, if we want to pick on Carter Hart, we're going to pick on Carter Hart. Us, us, you know, I guess we could say media now. Um, if we feel like that's not okay, but it's still, you know, Chuck Fletcher's call. At the same time, look what Chuck Fletcher just did. You know, it, it, I feel like if he thinks that, uh, excuse me, if Ghost was messing up to the point where it's making, uh, he had to make a decision, that's the decision he made, I'm okay with it. So um, I do think uh, it was an absolute slap to the face sending him to uh, the desert to die um, for no my coyote jersey. <laughs> uh, no one. Says no one ever. Says no one ever. Um, unless there's a Phil Kessel jersey, I might do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think it's uh, – what's this? Okay. You don't have I mean, to tell me. You just you could just walk away. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing, the only thing that I I could see why him over Sanheim is Sanheim is more defensive than Ghost, but I I like the way that Ghost always played. I mean, even when he was banged up, he was still giving it his all. Where at times it seems like Sanheim was kind of lost back there, kind of like how Braun gets. You know, they're just. I don't know. Yeah, All he. Uh, you know, it's cool. The, the one cool thing about him going to, to Phoenix or Arizona, wherever they decide that they're going to start paying rent again, um, is Ghost is going to be an All Star there. Yeah, like he really is. So, like, I think some players there are. Uh, I've seen some interviews with some former players that have been like, "I've gone to this team, and I knew that you know they weren't kind of like a contender." Some players are okay with going to that team. They're they're the All Star, but knowing that they're not really gonna make a run at the cup or anything but they're gonna be uh, like solid in the organization that they know they're not going anywhere so you know maybe that's that's that i mean we'll see what happens maybe maybe quebec will you know get their team going and he'll go up there and maybe be a you know a captain up there but you know moving on thoughts on the martin june signing um go back up another um a goaltender, you bring a goaltender that uh, is also looking to kind of, um, you know, stand out and say, "Hey, I, I can still play at this position." Not so, sort of like like Carter Hart, really. Um, now Carter Hart is the number one goaltender here. There's no doubt about that. But Carter Hart also needs, needs to have a bounce back here. Uh, same thing with uh, Martin Jones. Uh, you know, there's, there's still going to be a competitiveness. Now we know who the number one is, but I have no problem with the Martin Jones sign because of the fact that. You know, you're going to have someone also to kind of kick it in with Carter and really so just push him, but keep him competitive, keep him still playing at the top of his game. You know, I loved when Brian Elliott was here. I loved when they re-signed Brian Elliott. You know, I got a chance to speak to Carter Hart last season on a post-game interview. And, you know, my question for Carter was, what was it like? How, how has it been having Brian Elliott here as a mentor for you your entire time here in Philadelphia? You know, he was re-signed here and he's still here with you. He's been here with you the entire time. How has it been sort of having him as a mentor? And I think that was really important for Carter Hart because, you know, not to change some sports, but you look what happened with Carson Wentz when he lost all of his coaches around him after his first year. Oh, I mean, boy. he kind of got lost and, and it regressed at a terrible level. You know, having Brian Elliott with Carter for so long and Carter being, wow, like super young. And I even thought they brought Carter Hart up a little too early. Um, I would have given him probably another year down there. 
But having somebody like Brian Elliott with him the whole time was a big deal. So now having somebody like Martin Jones where Carter is more, a little bit more developed, I think it's good. And now it's going to become more of a more competitive atmosphere because they're both looking to not, not take the number one spot because you don't know who the number one goalie is. But they have a little friendly competition. Exactly. Exactly. I think it will be really good for him. It's like that um, – the mentor aspect, the old grasshopper, is kind right. of now come, come and go. Now he's coming to his own. Now let's get competitive and win a Stanley Cup. The Mr. <clears> Miyagi <throat> to the Danielson. Now we're talking. Um, you know what's what's interesting about it is the fact that I, I love saying this because it's just, and I'm not, I'm not. Whenever I do say this, it, it comes off harshly, but I mean it is what it is. It, it, when people complain about this move. Uh, it just shows the, the ignorance of the Philadelphia Flyers fan base. Um, and it does show. So if you're going to take stats from anybody while COVID has affected the NHL, you're just in the do not know. Uh, Martin Jones drug the San Jose Sharks to the final against the Penguins, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, that year. I think that was 17, I think it was. Was that what it was? Um that sounds right. Um, yeah, uh, with, a, with a horrible defense. I mean, if you look at who they have with Carlson, who just got to San Jose, his, you know, he, he had a, a death in the family, affected his play for that year. I don't know about the rest of his – yeah, he just wasn't playing right. They weren't mixing well. You know, they got, they got blown – they got the brakes blown off him by the, by the, uh, the Penguins. Uh, but if it wasn't for him, you know, they wouldn't have been there. But um, – He's an absolute capable, and I, I I'm a I'm a semi Sharks fan. I have been for my entire life. So like he's he's com- completely capable of doing it. And I think with the defense, any any, I wanted Jonathan Bernier, but obviously that didn't you know come through. Um, any goalie that ended up backing up Carter Hart with this defense on paper is going to succeed. So unless it's like Steve Mason. Yeah, I mean you look at <laughs> you look at Martin Jones' playoff stats. He's got 62 career games, and his save percentage is a 917, and his goals against are 2.37. I think that's pretty pretty really solid to have as a backup and also as a vet that's been there before. And 2015-2016 looks like is when they went to the Cup. 2018-2019, they also uh, went pretty deep. I think they went to the conference finals that year. So you have a veteran – there to back up Carter Hart that's been through the ringer, especially come playoff time, which uh, I feel the Flyers are definitely a playoff team this year. So having that experience to back Carter Hart up is huge. There should be no complaints about this signing whatsoever. I know when it happened, I was happy about it. I mean, he was one of the names we, none of us really mentioned. And then once I, I seen it happen, I read it up more on him. I was like, I'm down with this move. And I really agree with this move. It's going to come down to the players. It's going to come down to they. You have the pieces at this point. So, like, like I said on the last episode, uh, Jake and Wade, Frankie weren't here, obviously. Um, I did watch it. <laughs> uh, he did watch it. Um, it I don't, this year, you can't. It, it can't be a oh, AV's getting fired after this year. Or let's get rid of Chuck Fletcher. If they don't do what they're supposed to do this year, it's because of the players. It's not because of the staff. There's there's no excuse. Like yep. you have you have the hottest rookie goalie almost ever right now. Yeah. You have a, a veteran like Jake just said. I don't think anybody could have could have said that better. Uh, a goalie that a veteran goalie that's been there 
has been, has been to the final and has been deep in the in the this, uh, conference finals. You have all these stud defensemen now, regardless whether you want to call them studs or not. You got shoot first mentality with Cam Atkinson. You know, maybe this year, and I'm not going to say the G word yet because I'm going to get to that later. Um, you know, everybody forgets about Joel Farabee. Everybody forgets that I do think, and it was a segment last week, which was uh, uh, Travis Connecting wants to get back in All-Star form. Can you imagine if all these kids get into All-Star form? And like, Hayes comes back from his injury and yeah. plays like he did the first year he was here. The, you know, the, 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 core, the core of veteran and and just the, 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 the equation and the balance of, of young – and vets on this team is yeah. perfect. And I just want to say, it's all going to come down to Yandel. Just saying. Remember I said that. <laughs> Remember <laughs> I said that. Remember <laughs> I said that. There's going to be a, one game this year. You're just going to hear me from Philadelphia, from fucking Coatesville, and from down the street, Wade. You're going to hear me screaming Yans. I'm just letting you know. I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a good point that you made um, about like what they brought in. And real quick, though, if you don't mind, if I do with the goaltending, the end, end of that right. part. Um, the only person I would have had a problem with is probably Brian Holpe. I think that the, a st- bringing up a Stanley Cup winning goaltender here, back up Carter Hart, I think that might have been a little – that would have been not, not the best move, and I'm glad it didn't go that way. But now talk about some of the players that you mentioned. Um, they, you know, if you think about it, a lot of the players that they brought in all had a letter on their jersey, okay? okay. Yep. okay. It shows a lack of what we had. It was a lack of leadership, sadly, a lack of accountability. These guys are all going to now step it up. There's a lot of leadership on this team right now. Which also may be like a, not a negative thing. A but, bad thing, yeah. But you can look at it. I mean, who is now the leader of this team? I mean, listen. Sean Couturier. Well, you know, maybe in a couple, you know, when my boy's going. But, uh, yes, he is a leader on this team. He is a leader on this team. Thank you all, Lacer. Lacer. I don't want to dissect too much on that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, he does need to step it up. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he, I have a letter on New Jersey for a reason. You do have to be that guy. Um, but. But every player that was really brought in all had a letter on this jersey, a lot of leadership on this team. And these guys aren't going to be here for too, too long, besides Ryan Ellis, who we controlled for five years, which was a great move, by the way. Um, you're also going to start seeing the young kids come in their form with um, Wade all now playing. I think Wade is going to be a 20-plus goal scorer. I mean, he was a guy that came in that was taking um, max minutes. Well, over a couple games, he was now taking JVR's minutes. Okay, so this is a guy that's going to be essentially probably a number two, uh, probably on the number two spot. If he's still a third, it just shows the depth on this team. And you kind of got to thank Hextall for that because a lot of the moves that he made, we're now seeing them come into reform um, now. But I can't wait. I can't wait. And actually, a uh, little breaking news, um, my friends. Uh, I just got a text from Jamie Basco. I will also be at the first preseason game September 28th, and I'll be there October 4th. So let's get one of you guys down there to come down and hang out with me. Sounds good. Let's make yeah. a plan. Definitely make that happen. So I'm, I'm waiting to hear back. So cool. let's see what we get. So Jamie Jamie says you'll definitely get one. And if not, then he, we're going to have him uh, up the ante a little bit on someone that he knows. So um, cool. with that being said, nice, nice little speech there, Frank. I'll give you some of that. Um, all right. You, so. Let's see. We did Martin Jones. Oh, we got a comment on someone. Uh, we got some up here. We go. Oh, Kevin, John Street Hockey is going to be one of the podcasts that uh, will be at the event on Saturday. Um, he said you're going to be at the home opener, Frankie. I will not be at the home opener uh, as a fan or as a um, as press. Uh, I'll probably watch the home opener um, and just do a nice little piece at home. Uh, so I will not be at the home opener. 
Thanks for coming out, Kevin. Thanks, yeah, for, coming we'll out for, Thanks for coming I, out for Frankie on our show. Yeah, no problem. I've been, <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been doing stuff with them for about two years. We actually we did our first live broadcast together. Um, I, I was going as a guest with them. Uh, John Street Hockey, they're they're a great crew. They're a lot of fun. Um, if you guys, one of you guys get to make I it down. Yeah, yeah, I I do. I make it a point uh, at work to literally listen to all of them around the area, except for a couple, like a few. Um, yeah. yeah, there's always a few. There's there's, there's a few. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, I actually want to go around and not just give this straight to Frankie. Um, what prospect to look out for the most? I'm going to Wade first on this. Who are you most excited to see? Um, I think so because I don't think he's I don't think he's not I don't think he's he's not signed. No, and also so, I mean with, he's still uh, got to make his, the team. Is Morgan Frost also considered a prospect? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's those, those right two, there. those yeah, those two right there is. I really want Morgan Frost to uh to be uh the rookie of the year or or so to speak because uh I I've seen him uh training a lot more with Danny B and I always like the little guys in, in the league. I was just gonna say that's who he's gonna remind me of is Dana Briere, and yeah. that's my guy was Morgan Morgan Frost. I mean Tyson Forster, I think. He's going to stay down in the AHL, which probably wouldn't be a bad idea, but I would love to see him as well. But my top guy would be Wade Allison, Morgan Frost, and Cam York will be probably stashed in the AHL for a while, at least this year. My top – I mean, I guess if we're doing multiple. Um, a Cam York is, is the one that I would say would be my number three. Uh, Tyson Forrester is definitely my number two. My number one is definitely letting me down at this point because he just keeps getting hurt, which is Zade Wisdom. Um, he, the dude's getting hurt, and I don't like it. Um, the type of player he is, it's just it's not it's not a good not a good look. I mean, no offense to him, just it's it's just it's getting to the point now where it's like, man, what's really going to happen? Does he come up and just like what happened to Morgan Frost the, the, the last year? You know, he came up, played a game, got. Got banged up, and then that was it. So I mean, um, I know Frost uh, put some weight on, and uh, he's looking good. So I mean, I think my number one would probably have to go yeah to, to Morgan Frost if since Zane Wisdom is is um, banged up. But I do think I I honestly do think uh, I think Wade Allison surprisingly to everybody. I mean, well not surprisingly, he is he's going to make the squad. Um, I don't think there's a there's a up and down. I don't see that happening a lot this year. Um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of moving up and down, up and down, up and down, unless there's an injury. I know that's a lot of talk about with, with everybody. Almost every podcast I've listened to that's Flyers oriented is 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 that. Um, but um, I do think if you, and I, I think Sam was talking about Tanner Lazinski. I don't think he even touches the NHL. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think he's the one that he. It was on everyone's hot list last year, but uh, I just think he's gone. I don't. I don't think. I think they're gonna legitimately let him go. So, mm-hmm. Frankie, get on into your. I'll, yeah, I'll say it, Wade. I'll say it. Yeah, I'll say that shit. I, yeah, I, yeah, dude, no, I, really, I, I really think that these kids are just. Yeah, you know, there's so many of them. You got to stack. So there's too much depth. You have to play good. Like you yeah, have to play well. there's there's yeah. too many, and and like let's say like we so. Realistically, we, we go deep into the playoffs this year, like real deep. Like we'll say even finals, and you know we're gonna need this. Obviously, it's worked, and we just lost. 
which, you know, a lot of people don't know how to do this these years, but or these days. But, I mean, it's just we lost flat out. The other team was just a little bit better. Do we get rid of the people that just made it to the final? No, we get we we get these guys and send them packing on that on on those bills. And you got to you got to make room for the for the the big team. So I think you see a lot of that. But rant, rant over, good Frank. All right, here we go. Um, so definitely some players that, like that you uh, a lot of the guys that you mentioned. Um, I get the great Tanner. Um. I don't, I, he's not going to be here. Um, I mean, my, that's my hot take. He's not. I'm not a hot take. He's not going to be here. Um, um, Tyson Forrester. <laughs> my, 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 my Tyson Forrester is my number one because of the simple fact. I don't want to touch on Wade Allison or Cam York. Um, they're kind of a character of their own. Um, those guys. We see what they have. What they're going to bring. I want to more talk about the players that people are still have question marks about. So I'm going to go Tyson Forrester. Not only my, the, the one to look out for the most, it's probably one of the ones I'm the most excited about besides Cam York because I've been talking about him for a while now. Tyson Forrester, man, I hope this kid can really get it going and not get it going, get in his form. Lack of, lack of uh, skating, he starts to work on the skating a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't, everybody probably saw and heard about that goal that he had in practice. Um, you know, he's a shoot, he's a shoot first. He's a sniper, which is something that this team has lacked. God, how far back do you want to go? We're ho- so hoping long. that we're yeah. hoping that with Fairby. Uh, you know, people also said that uh the cousins had good hands at one point. The guy never made it here at all. Um who yeah, exactly, yeah. Well they used to put him in the um the shootout all the time. He was always in the shootout because they said he had good hands. What he got food? sent to the he got sent to the desert too. <laughs> I think I think I played with Men's League on him drinking beers in the parking lot. Um but uh, you know, the Forrester, he's 6'2". He looks like he's slimmed down. He's become a little bit more physically physical. I mean, he's a guy that really I think will possibly be here with the fan. I'll probably be here with the fans, but he's not counting up the Flyers either. The lines are kind of set, so to speak, and we know who's going to be here. But let me tell you, Forrester is a player in a couple of years when some of these veterans are starting to make the move. Plug him in. Second line guy in the future for sure. It'll also look good on the back of a jersey. Yeah, it would look pretty cool. I almost have uh, well, Ghost. I think would might be my favorite, but back at a jersey name because it was so long. Um, yeah, Forrest. I, I had one. Cool. I gave, gave it away. It's a black, black stadium series. Take this jersey. <laughs> I still have my Giroux and Simmons. So, I mean, oh, how can you not? Two great players. I mean, captain okay. the team. Yeah. So Simmons is great. Yeah. Yeah, Moving Simmons. on. Yeah, I'll take that. That's Lin- actually that's Lindsay's jersey. Lindsay wanted that one. That's hers. So, uh, moving on, top D pairing. So, let's. Uh, I guess Frank can get into that. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to say what the top one is because I've not seen too much yet. I think maybe when we get to see practice, we'll be able to look a little bit more. But I'll talk a little bit maybe about each of the ones I really like. Um, right now, Allison Provorov, I think it's really, really important because of the fact of like what we lacked so much with Provorov and him not having a guy, so to speak. I mean, they brought in Gustafson. I guess that was the, they were going to fill that void with him. I mean, come on now, let's get serious. And they were paying him a lot of money, too. That, was a, that might have been one of the worst moves I think I've ever seen. Uh, oh, well, of course. Um, so, what? that move's big. Brian Ellis is going to slow the game down for Ivan Provorov. It's not so much about the numbers. It's so much about the minutes eating up, playing well together, and really kind of working well. Um Curious about the Sandheim and Resto um, line. That might be the one I'm probably uh, really, really most going to focus on too, because I know we know what Profrom is going to be able to do and have Ryan Ellis. I mean, that's going to be a really good first line. Um, 
see if they play together, of course. Sanheim and Risto, that's going to be a really good one. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with who's going to play on the power play. All right, with who's going to be their number one, number two in the power play. I mean, are they going to have Ellis on there? Provrov's going to probably be on there. Because Ghost got time up there because he was a shoot. He would shoot. Vandal, Vandal going to jump up there and play. play Come on now. I didn't know what you were doing there for a minute. You know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen with this team. Um, but the defense has been boosted. The defense, I, I've been saying for a while, this team was going to look a lot different in two years. I said that last year. This looks, team looks a lot different within the eight, last six, seven months. Okay. I, I can't. This blue line is now beefed. We have some shoot first guys on the line. It's going to up the power play. I mean, my top D pairings is the, the Philadelphia Flyers defense. That's what I got to yeah. say. I mean, you know, we already touched on the ones we could get the top offensive. So I mean, it's. Uh, I think actually, you know, we we could do it. We could, let's do it. Let's do rapid fire. We could do a rapid fire. Let me get one in there. Um, yeah, depending on what area you're in, look out your window. Huntington um, <laughs> Valley. I, um, yeah, I, no I think maybe right I think maybe Jake. Jake's in Coatesville on the outskirts yeah. still. Yeah. Actually, I was at the Cocker Ball the other day. I was trying to take Charlotte to the mall for the first time. Also, a guy decided to start shooting people. I'm like, great. Just trying to get my personal. I saw you posted know? that, dude, man. That's crazy. Like, being from Northeast Philadelphia, hey, where. You know, it's, you know what's nuts is the fact that I literally was, when we were leaving ShopRite, I was literally going to the mall next. Like, right across the street. And I, I, I literally told her, she's four. I told her what was going on. She's like, that's mm-hmm. not okay. I said, no. She's like, well, what if he finds us? I said, he better have another clip because I'm, I'm going to kill him. Well, at least you roll out Ben Simmons because he doesn't shoot at all. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. You know, you guys were – I can't wait till the end of this. I can't wait till the end of this. <laughs> you two – Jake and Wade, you two last week. I'm making a video out of it. You two were absolutely uh, – I, I got to give you guys credit. That may be why that's we awful. got the credentials. You two were fucking hilarious last I don't even week. remember last week. So that's good stuff. That's uh, well, yeah, yeah, because you were all body checked up, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, top offensive pairings, rapid fire, go. First line. Um, oh, I love it. Um, rapid fire. Judge Torrey, I called Giroux, and I probably will throw. Um, oh man, uh, I, I think we'll pop it up. I probably just try to connect and we'll be up there at some point. Yeah. So you say, who'd you say? Who are you saying now? Connect me, Claude Giroux, Second line. Oh, Christ. Um, it says top, but I'm just going to do them all. Uh, we'll say uh, J- JVR, Faraby, Hayes. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm not going to rapid fire. We're, we're plugging in pieces at this point. Players in front of me. This is like rapid. Where so. fuck's Atkinson at? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> third. That's third line. All right, go third. Yeah, uh, Cam Atkinson. Um, uh, I'm sure Scott Yelch will be here at some point. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Cam Atkinson. <laughs> Christ, I got through all those. Don't please at least give me the fourth line because I won't be talking about players I probably haven't even heard of yet. Um, Cam. <laughs> fuck, man. I'm trying to think of who else to throw a plug in there. I, I never did rapid fire, but I just did other people. Oh, Cam Atkinson will be the third line, all right? But some good players. Cam Atkinson. Um, I mean, Wade Allison, Knack. Scott Lawton. Oh, Lawton. Lawton. Scott Lawton, Lawton. The center. Yeah, just throw them in there. They're in there. Go with that first line. Auto, right? Autofill. Autofill past the second line. Yep. Jeez. I, I'm not going to have a fire. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, I, I had Shawnee Hill on, on, on the podcast one day. We did rapid fire with him. 
And we're like, okay, go. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, dude, That's I never, I usually go people. But you get, when you, when you get it though, you get people's honest. It's like, talk, it's like asking somebody a, a secret when they're drunk, you get their, their honest opinion. Yeah. That, that All right. <laughs> Shit. I'm not, let's not get into that. Um, um, so you have a lot to say to me about Cam York for the people out there. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, let him stay down, let him stay up. I do know for a fact, I said last week, I would rather, um, who was it? Who was, wait, who was the guy? I would rather Zamola come up. I don't want him to get hurt. Um, I would rather condition, I would rather condition him a little bit down uh, down Lehigh, let Zamula come up. So if anybody gets hurt, it'll be Zamula and it wouldn't be York. Um, just inform people. You do a little, you, you dive a little deep when it comes to Cam York. So inform people a little bit about, sell people, sell the haters on Cam York. <laughs> um, so, so some of the haters on Cam York, uh, you don't watch hockey, clearly. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So Cam York, Top elite defense, defenseman. One of his best attributes really is his, ho- his hockey sense. The way that he moves the puck, his skating ability. I mean, he. I have him. Here's my hot take. Two years, he is going to be a better player than Ivan Provorov, if not just as good. I mean, oh, the way I've watched this kid for a while, I'm, he's, he's an unbelievable player. He's 5'11", 180, shoots left. He's an unbelievable player. I have him at the top of his game. Now, with bringing him in right now, the reason why he's not up here right now is because probably because of the end of the move. I'm okay with him staying down one more year. I was looking for the protection. Keep the legs going. Give him, a, give, give him another year. But I'll say this. He's much better than those players down in, in AHL level. I mean, he is ready to be here. I'm real young, obviously. But, you know, bring him up. He's 20 years old. So, but he's ready. I mean, this kid is ready. When people watch him, look at how excited people were when he got his taste. And when Wade Allison came up, you saw what he did. Cam York came up. I mean, a uh, writer for uh, over at Flyers in Degree, Sam, got the interview on um, Cam York. Now her favorite microphone was on mute, so it took a little bit to get the question out. But she did get that question out. She has a great question. Um, yeah. So, you know, people were really excited to see Cam York, and there's a reason why. This kid is going to be unbelievable. His skill is so high, his hockey sense, his mobility, his passing game. His release, he why, like if you actually watch him skate and watch him move the puck, he's just he fires it in there. He is a great puck moving defenseman. He'll give you some shooting, obviously, but his hockey sense—it's like having a Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wasn't the greatest quarterback. He had such good knowledge of the game and the, the way he could just dissect things. That is Cam York. Like I said, I think he will probably be. He'll be at the top of the. Oh man, probably Cam York. Like you can't put them on the two because that's just a. You have to separate it out, but oh man, I cannot wait for Cam. I, I, I don't even know who could be a hater on Cam York at this point, but he's gonna come out and, when the time is right. Uh-oh. It could be perfect. And Jesse, right. I know you're worried about him being injured, but I think he might have more chance to get injured down in the AHL because you got guys that are at the end of their careers, guys at the beginning of their careers. You know, they might be looking at this guy. Oh, look at this kid. You know, I'm gonna take a run at him. Well, the NHL, they're a little more protected oh, by the refs. Cutting him, I'd be out there. Well, yeah. there's, there's the, the problem with. I mean, 
that that would work in, in maybe like I would say like six years ago with the AHL. Uh, they're like mandating fighting rules. You can, I mean, you can only fight ten times, like in the in a season. <laughs> like there's, I mean, and do you want to waste that on or, or waste that on maybe taking a shot at this kid? But at the same time, he's not really the type that's gonna get, you know. I don't think I don't think who his conditioning makes him such a, a, a brick shit house that like I, I his think skating is way too good. They won't catch him. Well, it's more it's more the <laughs> fact to, that like some of the AHL kids, you know, it used to be known as the jungle, but like now I, I feel like it is kind of just it's an absolute feeder system. So like I, I don't it, it does make sense because people there are guys down there like that. But my thing is, is I don't want all of a sudden like Matthew Kachuk coming out of nowhere doing some fucking crazy shit you know like there uh, obviously i don't know i don't follow the ahl you know i stay in my lane on flyers alley um i just don't know if there's players like that down there right now so i think jake you're probably like 85 percent right on that and i'm probably not at all um i just don't i'm i just know that there's some fucked up players in the nhl right now and like you know what if tom wilson takes a run at him you know ryan reeves is now in our division you know, Our like, captain will stick up for him. Uh, Let me know when you find him. Uh, <laughs> moving on. All right, let's get to the hot take of the entire, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a kookaburra, if anyone was interested. It's from uh, Australia. Native bird. History lesson. There you go. Um Frankie, make an attempt to change Wade and Jake's minds on Claude Giroux. And maybe the entire fan base at this point. I can't even I can't even believe this. Alright, uh, I don't even need my computer. Um I talked about this since I was a baby. Okay. Moving on. So so I'll at the back. Um, Claude Giroux, obviously he's been here long one of the longest tenured players. He probably will come down as the longest tenured captain, I believe, um, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, people always – I don't think it's more or less that they don't like him. It's the expectation of Cole Giroux. Now, they, people expect their captain to be the leader, to score the goals. Well, right off the bat, Cole Giroux was never a goal scorer. I'll say that right now. He's never His 102-point season, I think he had maybe 30 goals um, around that around right there. He's never been a goal scorer. So people give him shit. Oh, take the C. He's not a leader, not a leader. Let's talk about leadership right now. You're talking about a player that came in. Dre, you know, he was captain since January 13th, 2013. Now, with, with that being said, he came in, young kid. With, when the Mike Richards and Jeff Carter debacle happened, they were shipped out. I mean, look what Mike Richards had done. I think he might be actually a, 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 an underrated captain because I thought Mike Richards was a hell of a captain, a hell of a leader. Um, they shipped Carter Richards out. Left, what are your, two, your two, two best players, your only goal scorer, really, was Jeff Carter, the top tier big goal scorer was Jeff Carter, and now your captain is gone. And you have this young 20 year old kid that you plug in as captain of this team, being called Giroux. Okay? The, the shift, not cracks Crosby. Now that's what everybody wants to see again. Okay? Claude Giroux is a much more different player now. Okay? He's more conservative, tries to be more of a playmaker as he should be. He has been through that. Ed Snyder passing away. Being with the team for so long and building that relationship for so long with the organization, being here through all that crap, the bad years, the good years, players in and out. 
but not, not really not on a personal mental level, knowing because he has to know because we know, wow, I'm the captain of this team. I'm a playmaker, and I can't pass the puck to nobody because nobody can score goals, more than 22 goals a year, being Jake Voracek. You've been given nothing. He has been given nothing to work with this team. And I say the thing about Jake Voracek, great player, good, well, good player, bad team. Claude Giroux, unbelievable player. Top five in points in the last 10 years. So top three, probably, behind some of the best in the world that will go into the Hall of Fame. And he's had nothing. Think about it like this. Number two overall pick, JVR. We were supposed to have the number one overall pick. If we would have got Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane with a goal scorer, uh, probably a Hall of Famer. So I'm getting goosebumps right now, dude. To play with Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux, Patrick Kane, Sean Couturier. We're not even having this conversation right now. Because it all comes down to points with the Philadelphia fan base. Look at what he's been through. Look what he's done. Look at the reason why he's still here. I might even get emotional right now because this is actually his last year here. Oh, my God. Holy shit, dude. I actually am. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Right now. Um, this is his last year here. And I don't know what's going to happen. Dude, holy God. Oh, my God. Dude, you guys are getting some raw emotion, dude. <laughs> this is his last year here. Um, um, this is literally his last year here. Um, his contract's up. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to wait till the end of the offseason. I'll tell you this right now. April 29th, the day before my birthday, is the last home game of the season. I will be in attendance because he wants it's going to happen. Uh, wait till hold the on. end of the year before. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, so, you know, and, and he's still been able to produce. His lack, of play, his lack of playoff ability, so to speak, yes, it has been down. I can't really count last year because we can say, hey, man, the team's not doing well. Rally. Come on. You're the captain. Listen. There wasn't one player on this team last year that was even worth keeping. I at this point now I say it differently, but I said five people on this team were worth keeping. Five people. That was it because of how bad they played. Look at Hayes. Where was he? Look at Connecty. I had Connecty as a possible captain of the team at one point. Where, where was he? I still would package him out for a better player, and that's my hot. I was really still would. But going with Claude Giroux, look at how long he's been here. Look at everything he's been through. Him then plugging him as a captain and having no help whatsoever. And still being here and still trying to play at a high level. I mean, you saw spurts of that consistent goal scoring that everybody wants to see because he's the big goal scorer. No, he makes players better. He helps them out, and, and he's always been a playmaker, and he is a leader. I mean, you, when you see that intensity in Giroux and the way he plays sometimes, you have, it, it's unbelievable. That's now, keyword sometimes. Listen. All right, hold on. Everyone will, get there. Everyone will get their turn. You can say that about anybody, okay? Everybody plays with intensity, but I'm talking about that like extreme fire. Sometimes it's lacked. It's lacked into everybody. Look at Carter Hart. Carter Hart is one of the great best goalies I think the Flyers have had since since when? Hextall? I mean, Pelly I would Pelly Lindbergh. Pelly Lindbergh. And look at the shit that he still gets. Sorry for cursing. I never curse on the show. Um, look at this, what he gets. Look, look what he uh, gets. We're rated R. I know, obviously. Um, or. Like, people are ready to ship him out. Look at Sean Couturier. People are ready to ship him out. It took him six years, six years, five or six years to get where he is. Trade him, trade him, trade him. Imagine if they would have traded him. What? They would, he would, they would be disgusted right now because look at what he is now. Claude is, is to me, is a top three greatest flyers of all time. But, top, top, that's okay. That's fine. Top five. I'll give you top five then because it's – but he's so, like four. He's four. So, Claude my captain, I mean, I, I he's the best. I wrote my first piece on him. I mean – that's all I can fucking say. He's, I, don't, I, I, I don't get it. I just really don't get it. Who would you want as a captain uh, other than Claude Giroux? 
All you need is the 10 years. The 10 years. You can pick 10 years of down the line of players that would have been a better, a, a, really, a real better captain than, than uh, Cole Drew. So. <laughs> We can see it. We can see it. Jake I'm hoping that is like foaming at the mouth right now. <laughs> I'm hoping I get rid of Orchek helps Drew out because I feel like they had something, some butt buddy deals going on in the locker room or something. Because I mean, my biggest stat from Drew being captain is that they're on their fifth coach as captain, and it seems like any time that they had you know, any troubles on ice or in a locker room that they would turn on a coach and the coach would then be fired. Cause I mean, to have five coaches in what, eight years since he's been captain, but yet the captain has been the same. There has to be like, that speaks volume that there's something going on in the locker room that Drew has some say into what he likes and doesn't like. I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know for sure, but just looking from the outside in, it's like, same captain, five coaches. You miss the playoffs every other year. You haven't made it in the second round since, um, I mean, the COVID year, we, we made it pretty far. But, yeah, every other year, it's miss, make, and lose in the first round pretty much. He has 35 playoff games since he's captain. He has 18 points. That's not a leader. And like I said before, you, you, you talked about like – but you, you talked about lack of leadership earlier on. That's yeah, why that's they it. brought in a lot of guys with the head um, letters on their chest. Does that not speak volumes to the captain that Drew was, that he's not the leader that we meant him to be, that they need to bring in other guys to lead the team, to help him? I think at this team? point in Cole Drew's career, I think that it, it, I, I can agree with you. I think that you definitely needed more leadership because of the fact that you also discount your second tenure player here with Jake Warchak. Um, and then I was already brought, started bringing some of the moves up with uh, Ellis and Risto um, coming in here before they had moved Jake Warchak. But, you know, you lost, obviously had to be some kind of talk that, hey, we're going to try and move Jake Warchak. Let's get some more leadership. But also taking the fact that they're bringing in more leadership because they're setting up for the future. In two years, we are now going to have the young kids in here. So, you want those leaders already kind of here with them working for when those young kids are now here full time. They already have that strong relationship. But I mean, your point, your point's valid. Yes, they lack the leadership. I mean, there are times where, where Claude Giroux lacked as a leader. I never said remove the C. I think that's more of a fan base kind of thing. Um, people that actually, like, I mean, not, I can't want to say people that actually that have written because I've seen some crazy reads before. Um, Taking away a C on a player, oh yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> taking away a C on a player, um, I God, I don't even, I don't know if I've ever really seen it. Um, at least in Philadelphia, you couldn't, you couldn't do that to this locker room. You could, I don't think you could. I think that with the, I think it, before you, you would have to trade him. No doubt, oh, the Sharks guy. I think you would have to, if you, to kind of trade, it would trade him away before you would remove a letter. Yeah, it was just the locker room. It's either trade them or yeah, no, you. Um, you can't just take the C off them because then the locker room yeah. split, blah, blah. You exactly. know, he should be captain. He shouldn't. Aren't there so. already problems in the locker room, though? So what would that matter? That's true. I just – maybe, like I said, I think well, – we'll sure. I, I, I don't go off of like – Yeah, I think getting rid of Voracek could be a big help for Drew. So I'm yeah, hoping sure. that um, him moving to winger full-time again – and being on the line with Couturier and TK and 
him being a playmaker instead of having him with Voracek, who's also a playmaker, even though they tried to make him out to be a sniper when he never turned into that. So I'm hoping that Drew can stop because I love Drew too. When you know the shift, the the Stanley Cup playoff run, I exactly. love Drew. I love when he got to see you know being the youngest captain. I was happy. He just hasn't lived up to it. He he hasn't been the the biggest leader in, in the locker room, and I feel like that's why he's getting a lot of backlash. People will say, "Oh, he's a top five player." Yeah, he puts up top five numbers, but you look at a Crosby or Vetchkin. Crosby, you can put no names around him and he makes them better. Drew doesn't always do that. You know, Drew needs someone. He needs, he needs a Robin, a Batman and a Robin. Crosby can be Batman, Superman all in one and make people around him look like Batman or Superman. Along with, you know, Austin like Matthews, the, Connor like McCabe, the superhero things like that. I like the superhero analogy. And a lot of people that's bring a, up that's Drew's, that's awesome Drew's point. points. But I just, yeah, no, that's a, that's I, a I don't point. see him being a top five, top ten player in the league. Yeah, yeah you're good. Uh, I, I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, it's a great, great point, but you just made. Um, so real quick, if you want to ask, do you see the TK line? Like, is that what, one of your predictions as well? Did you see that line actually happen? Because you mentioned that line that I mentioned earlier. I, I've seen that in a couple articles I read that that's the projected lineup is oh, right, TK. Cool. Drew Couturier is top. And that's what I would probably roll with as well. That's a good that's idea. Top line. Cool. Cool. That's cool. I, I, I didn't know that you felt the same way. That's what we agreed on that. Um, I don't really, I try to focus when it comes to like the leadership and captaincy. I try to focus too much on the points, but it's a match because he still is a playmaker and a good player. But you, know, you mentioned you kind of did the comparison with Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin and then called Drew, those three players. Um, I think there is a, is, a, is a pretty good gap in between of um, – Probably, probably even talent wise, oh, because of the fact of Sidney Crosby. Yeah, Sidney Crosby is, mm, I'd say, probably the, the probably the best hockey player, greatest hockey player, one of the greatest hockey players I've ever seen play. Not, um, I mean, he was drafted yeah. at seventeen. I mean, like I'm talking, like there's no, there's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Alexander Ovechkin, I mean, he's just a power. Look what he's, he, he might break Wayne Gretzky's record. He probably is going to. That's something un- – that, who would have thought that would have happened? And then you plug in the kid, Cole Giroux. It's like, it's, it's like three people from um, Huntington Valley, and then you throw in the old Delco player. You know what I mean? The old Delco guy. It's like – it just doesn't – it, the, the, the group is, is a great group. But it's like those guys are in it, and you kind of put the player that just kind of just got in off of like a, a big, wide talent level. Um, Cole Giroux is a great player. There's no doubt about it. But Crosby, I mean, God, we're talking about an unbelievable player. And he has had some – Really, really good players. The Pittsburgh Penguins have done really good things when they were like that powerhouse. I mean, they got Kenny Malkin, and then you also had those good. The thing about it when you talk the players who you're playing with, Pittsburgh Penguins coaching and what they did, they had what we lacked was they plugged the pieces in the right spots to make these players probably even better than what they were. And Sidney Crosby is just Sidney Crosby. Um, Crosby never had that, so it's like you imagine having a bunch of we saw it. Three playmakers on the team. Well, who's shooting the puck? How many times did we see the puck go back and forth? I'm going to do it. I got my hand right here. A puck on power play. Just pass it. Pass it. Pass it. Shoot. The whole famous shoot. Well, who are you going to shoot to? Because you have a bunch of playmakers playing with each other. And now it looks like you just are afraid to shoot. I'll say it. And Bill Clement said it last during the playoffs. There was a time during the playoffs where they were shoot, passing the puck and Claude Giroux had a wide and he passed it. And Bill Clement, I quoted this in one of my articles with Flyers Nitty Gritty and said, 
Bill Clement had said it. Claude Giroux has lost all confidence to shoot the puck, and he did. And I think he's getting that back. I think this change and everything is going to get that back even a little bit more forward. I think we're going to see a really good year out of him. Um, but the lack of leadership, I mean, listen, there was spit, you, can't, you can't deny that there's been some kind of lack of leadership for the, ta- for the team. You have to hold players accountable, but you also have to hold the team accountable. I mean, you know, I don't know if it comes down to coaching. I like AV. He's been great with the media. I really do. I don't want to see him get fired. But another really bad year of just the players playing like this, I mean, you can't trade away the team. There has to be a change. That could be the change that Clojure may not be here. And now a new player will fill that void. And we'll yeah, go that, from there. And that's what my, my thing was with the five coaches since he's been captain. It's like, when do you turn? Well, I, I got to make it here. I was going to dive into that after, after we were in the tag. Oh, yeah. God, there's another guy down here. Did you guys hear that? I don't even have to. Jake, Jake, yeah. I mean, there's another guy down here. Jake Jake brought the the coaching thing up, so I was like, Well, since he brought that up, yeah, I I was gonna, yeah. Uh, uh, they five coaches, AV, Scott Gordon, if you want to count Scott Gordon, uh, Baruby, uh, live with that, John Stevens, Ken Hitchcock. Live with that was probably my favorite. My favorite, that was that was the intensity behind. The team, in my opinion, you saw what happened in that, in that Pittsburgh series. I mean, I can run off the latest ten if you want me to. Ten actually being Roger Nielsen, by the way, who was awesome. Um, Peter Levin, that was probably about one of my favorites. 2010, 2014, um, hundred. I mean, one forty-five wins, ninety-eight losses. Took the team pretty far. Uh, he was a lot of intensity. He was very intense coach. And I think with seeing that, and he also had Ruby too as assistant. With seeing that, kind of builds a little bit more intensity for the team. Um, I think AV is a really stern coach, kind of a straight shooter. Um, listen, you know what's expected of you. Make sure you get it done. Um, we're we're lovely that would when we saw the the um the uh, winter classic, but behind the scenes, uh, you saw that fire with AV. Not directing it yet towards coaching because I think we need more time. Um, but Holger is my captain. Sorry, I don't know what that is. Not like. Oh, hey guys. Tim Hale says, "Hey guys, congratulations on the media credentials." <laughs> and same thing happened with. Uh, in Dallas with Madonna. Hmm. Wait, did, did you get in there? I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean. Hey, and believe me, I, I love Drew. But oh, you have to do a whole Drew show because it takes too long. I think it's it, it's time to move on unless he has a, a, a breakout year this year. So. I'm happy that he decided to and win they for the end of the year. That way, it, it kind of shows me that he's like, all right, I'm going to prove to you that I deserve a contract instead of saying, Hey, <laughs> sign me now. And I can just go out and lollygag for a year. He's betting on himself saying, I'm going to go out. I'm going to bust my ass. I'm prove to you that I deserve to see. So let's see it. Given this year, right. if he doesn't prove it, then you move on. I mean, it's the end of his contract. So earn the money. I agree. 100%. I agree. Brent, Brent, Brent's do every day. Daniel hurts. I gotta throw them all out. I mean, maybe some here, some eagle. I mean, oh, don't get me started on the eagles. I'm getting pumped. pumped. Eagles game tomorrow, first game full capacity. It's gonna be fucking nuts. Yep. Wait, did you get in there? How did I go? Did you get in there? Well, he, uh, What's up, Jake, Jake touched on the, uh, the coaching, which, you know, that would, that would be my next point is when, when are you going to blame the captain for it? 
Um, and also, I take if your team's in a slump or if they're fucking sucking every other year, not making the playoffs, the captain should at least come to the meeting. Be like, look, you know, I got to be better as a fucking team captain, team captain, not just wearing the fucking C. You have to take some part of the blame. I've never seen him do it at all in his career. I've seen other players, you know, they bring Sean Couturier on and, you know, he says, you know, we need to be better. They never seem to bring Giroux. So there's that. Um, lollygagging, but that's that that could be with anybody on the team. We've all seen it, especially last year. You know, you saw G with, with spurts of wanting to get the team motivated and the team just not, not firing at all pistons. Well, there's been a lot of frustration behind it. Like you said, um, you know, you want to get to pump up the team, and you, who was the leader? And we keep going back to the leadership. I mean, we saw last year there was a time where in the locker room it was Joel Farabee and Travis Sanheim. Travis Sanheim were the ones that were talking. I mean, and we got word that those guys were the ones back there like, giving the shit, like, you know, getting going, which is questionable. I mean, not questionable, I'm sorry, which is um, concerning, so to speak. Um and it obviously was known that there was a lack of leadership here. And now we brought in these guys. Um, and I don't want to focus so much on that because it's about Claude. Yeah, I mean, listen, everybody that has the question about the lack of leadership, I have the question about lack of leadership. But I have to look at, like, I can't pinpoint that on, you know, a couple of years. I'm pinpointing Claude Drew's entire career here and the reason why people don't believe that he should be here anymore and blow, and so to speak on that. Um, his tenure here has been uh, sad, really, because – I mean, if you want to put it on a level of, you know, with, with the points, he's never had anybody to play with besides Yager for one year. Um, if you want to put it on the level of lack of leadership and what he's been able to do here, I mean, look at how he's been able to come in with the Carter Richards situation and then losing, you know, the owner of the team. People might say, dude, that doesn't do with your game. This kid was taking the take chance on Claude Drew. He comes in as a young kid. They put him in as a captain, and you grow almost as like a father figure, Red Nighter, and he dies. And then you lose 7 2. And you have people throwing their wristbands on the ice. I was at that game, by the way, against the Washington Capitals and the stand and the, and the um, uh, playoffs. That's yeah, so what I. Um, and uh, you know, other things I've been through shows the leadership that he can have and rally the team. Um, we're coming to the end. The college real era is almost over. Um, and we, and, I, and, and we all know that. So, as the as, as no as a player on the field, you fly. as a player on the field, you, you want other you want other players on your team. You should voice it either in media or even in the locker room. Like, look, I want other good players. You don't just sit there with a C on your fucking sweater and just sit there like a prima donna bitch and just let everything go on around you. You have to fucking speak up, especially when you're a captain. On every fucking sports team that you see, if anybody's got the captain on it, they're the one that's voicing whatever problem that's going on. Locker room, on ice, on the field, wherever it is. The captain's got to fucking nut up or get the fuck out. Yeah, look at the GOAT, Tom Brady. You'll see him reaming them out. And the guys are, are listening because they respect him. So if the guys – Yeah, I, mean, I, can't I, really I know the locker room respects Giroux because, I mean, they all talk on it. But <laughs> so Once again, you guys are putting uh, like, the Crosby, Ovechkin, Tom Brady. That's not – like. Well, you, you talk to time, some Flyers fans, and they always show the stats like, oh, he's in the top five in points the past seven years. And it's like, okay, he's top five in points. How many playoff games has he won? What has he done in the playoffs? So he's almost categorized like Tukaraskis. He's the winningest goalie in franchise history to not win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's what Drew's going to be as a Flyer. So 
Can I, mm-hmm. can I get in here? You guys, you guys have to do this. No. Should I do Hop this? Hop That's yeah, Frank does it, so you have to do it. <laughs> it's my fucking show. I don't have to do anything. Um, I'm just going to make it short because there's, you know, Irish are about to come on. Kevin, Kevin, uh, yeah, I got to hear the intro, so let's get rolling. Uh, right. It gets me pumped up. Um, so basically, all that needs to be said is the fact that, you know, the Drew era is coming to an end. Uh, I think it's going on longer than it should. Um, the fact that people were saying, and everybody, it's kind of almost everybody in here, um, that you can't take the C off him. I feel like when you put the C on somebody, they th- they're not an actual player anymore. Uh, they're, the, the bar is set a little bit higher for him, which is exactly what the Philadelphia fan base has done, which this will be probably the first time I agree with the Philadelphia Flyers fan base because most of the time it's just asinine, outlandish things that are being said. Um, I'll get to the, the comment that just came up in a second. I'll, I'll take that one. Um, uh, if you take the C off and maybe he, you know, the pressure's off and he can become an actual player again. Um, it happened over, I believe it was in San Jose. They took the, the, the C off of Pavelski, I think, and gave it to Couture or vice versa. So, I mean, and they, you know, they went, they made a run. They went to the final that year. So, I mean, you know, it's just it, it, the, the excuses are coming slim when are, are, are getting slim when it comes to the fan base and such. But, like, at the same time, you know, it's like basically um, I've seen Ovechkin. I've seen Malkin do it. I've seen Jake Forcheck do it. And I have seen, you know, uh, Giroud do it. You know, they skate away from the puck when, you know, they, they, they skate away and, like, almost defeat. And the, the team really hasn't been solidified in, in the past, like, what was it, five years. So I can understand, you know, you go to work and you're just like, fuck, this isn't working today. But at the same time, like, you're the captain of the team. Regardless of whether people want to say, you know, they're not, he's not the physical captain unless Crosby's on the ice because, you know, that sells tickets and that gets, like, views and such on videos on YouTube. But, like, you can't um, – you got to show up. Um, you don't you don't have to be the, like, balls-to-the-wall captain anymore like we all know, you know, from back in the day. We're not expecting the Broad Street bullies from Claude Giroux. We're just expecting some something that, that the NHL lacks right now, and it's hatred. Some some emotion, you know. I don't want to see him you know, skating over to, to Crosby and you know. Let's smile at this guy. Let's uh let's have fun. We're not here to have fun. We're here to play fucking hockey. You're a flyer. The fact that the Broad Street bullies aren't around anymore, you should want to do that again. Not to that you know level, but like, where's the hatred? Where when you're a captain? If I'm a captain of a team, dude, I'm not scoring fucking points. Uh, I'm worried about sticking up for my team. I, I know my role. If he's not a goal scorer. Obviously, everybody needs to realize he's not a goal scorer. Then I think that changes the the, the atmosphere of, of the hatred towards Claude Giroux. But, I mean, he's got to do something. Stats don't mean shit. So if, if stats meant something, Steve Mason would have blocked every fucking shot that came towards him. You know, it, 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 stats don't mean anything on the ice. They, they really don't. They, uh, on paper, that's great. Paper That paper doesn't mean shit for Stanley Cups and such. That's all. That's all. That's all. I'm going to... I'm gonna leave it at that. Well said, we do have a no, we, we do have said. a comment from Kev McHugh. When do we blame the GM minus Fletcher and the ownership using him to sell tickets instead of using him to build an actual competitive team around Matt Reed and Raffle for playing in your top six for multiple years? Yeah. It's unacceptable. Put, and and, and no one's no one's saying that whatsoever, guy Kevin. 
Thank you for coming out, by the way. Uh, that segment is strictly Claude Giroux. If you want to come out next week, dude, we can do a whole episode <laughs> on the on the, the front yeah. office, man, because that will be disgusting. Um, but yeah, that being all of us said, be on the same page on that one. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, you guys, you guys will have to uh, collab and talk, and talk to uh, John Street. They're, they're, they'll definitely do some stuff with you guys, and they're pretty good. Uh, I see a lot of future arguments for sure. It'd be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's all good fun. It's yeah. all good fun, depending on you know. Yeah. The, you know what, what oh, it yeah. is, but um, oh, here we go again. That would be cool. Yeah, we, we you know what next week. That's what we'll do, since uh, you know, the season hasn't started yet. So I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. awesome. Thanks everybody for coming out. Obviously, we got to do a little bit more of a little plugger here. Um, everybody go to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use promo code OCS for your hemp derived CBD oils and functional mushroom blends. Also, go to Kenwood Beer. Well, actually go to www.kenwoodbeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to track this beer down. Trust me, it is difficult to find. Uh, when I go get it, it's 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 just tough to find. They come in 15 packs, which is very nice. I mean, 15 packs are great for me. Um, also, thank you, Frankie from Talking 215. I said it up there. I didn't realize how much I would block your face. Uh, Frankie from Talking 215 and Flyers Nitty Gritty. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Frankie's hot takes. Always. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing it in the future. Tomorrow, Frankie, I believe we're still doing this event. Um, we're going to have Frankie over at, what's that, the practice? We're going to yeah? Yeah, yeah we should we dive into that, yes? Should we, should we talk about it? We talk? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we'll be, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be there uh, tomorrow. We're going to... Uh, Get pretty pumped up. Flyers, rookies, Rangers, rookies have a game five o'clock. Uh, we'll be doing some, having some action. Yeah. So uh, there's an event on Facebook. Go look for it. You know. Also, go look for the rest of the shows on the network. Dusty Butte's Hockey Show, which is actually coming to a climax. Um, next episode will be the season finale. Rumble Fumble Live. Jake will be down. Lincoln Financial tomorrow. Um, Phantoms of the Spectrum's AHL show. Three pointer. Halftimers podcast at oldcitysports.com. Also, like us at facebook.com slash Flyers Alley. Uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter at Flyers Alley Pod One, and Instagram at Flyers Alley. Go to oldcitysports.com, old spelled O L D E, for all your favorite OCS podcasts, articles, and more. Jake, you want to give a little thing on what you're doing tomorrow? Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I was just in mid. Yeah, um, I'm hoping uh, to get the show rolling at 8.30 in the morning. That way there's not too much of um, cellular interference when there's about 100,000 people down in the complex because the weather looks beautiful tomorrow. It's the first full-capacity Eagles game in two years, so the place is going to be absolutely fucking mobbed. So I'm looking to start the show at 8.30. We're going to just do a quick recap of week one um, and then just do some fancy talk, give you guys some um, – updates on who's looking for a breakout week and who's looking to um, lay an egg this week. So uh, tune in tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. You got Beck and Luke tomorrow. Yes, as long oh as Luke wakes up. Oh, my God. I will be shocked. Um, awesome, guys. Like you said, thanks again, Frankie, for coming on. Go check out Talking 215 and Flyers Nitty Gritty. Um, we will see you guys next Saturday at the same time, hopefully, and we'll talk about the bad – front office, right? Yes, sir. Hold on a second.
I had this thing going. Look, I just messed it up. Look, what's going on here? Way to go, Jess. Drop the I ball. know, oh, I know. God damn it. There you go. Go Talk to you guys next Hey, everybody. Jesse here from Flyers Alley. Just want to remind you guys that Flyers Alley is part of Old City Sports Network. Go to www.oldcitysports.com, old spelled O-L-D-E, for all your favorite OCS podcasts, articles, and more.